Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. The best of bludging on the blind side. In terms of uh, emails, hey, she, this has come from Leonard. He said, uh, I missed your explanation of where you put the slouch hat after the players run on. He's talking about the rural and uh, regional Anzacs. Anzacs, rugby union rugby side. Rugby union side is going to be part of If the... we ever hear back from Rugby Australia, which we haven't, mm-hmm. we, we had the meeting at, uh, at Concord Oval two weeks ago, you might recall. 3,000 p- people turned up, everyone happy to play. And they ha- named five teams. They named, obviously, Brumbies. Yep. Reds, Waratahs, uh, Rebels, yeah. and Western Force. That's it. Five, count them. Yep. And, of course, the sixth prong of that <clears throat> competition is the Rulantics. That's it. Now, uh, <clears throat> Mr. Explanation, where you put the slouch hat after the players run on and before it is lowered as a signal for the crowd to cheer. Yeah. If you had a ceremonial 303 with bayonet attached, stuck into the ground, you could rest the, rest the slouch hat on the rifle butt. You could even have an ex-player or some dignitary remove the hat and fire a shot in the air to G the crowd up. Now, hang on a minute. That's not a bad idea, It's a lovely idea, but aren't we imagining the 15 run on with all wearing slouchies? Yes. Yeah, so we need, what, 15 rifles? Well, the way we had it, well, in terms of Leonard's suggestion, yes, 15 303s. That's not to suggest you couldn't have the 15. All on one three. blow blow off. Well, that'd be fantastic. Would kids from local school involved? And the crowd would obviously shout out, you know, there'd be bang, one, bang, two, bang. That'd be a countdown to to tweet, kickoff. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. I mean, talk about the spectacle of bringing something a bit different back to rugby rather than having some clown like Johnny Williamson waddle out and sing Hey Hey, True True Blue. Blue. Well, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Now, uh, this has come from Paul. He says, um, wondering, given your extensive contacts with the Rugby League, if you could verify a rumour circulating Brisbane regarding the recent performance of the Brisbane Broncos, you know, they'll beat 50-odd blot. He's wondering, um, the next time the team shows a lack of pride in the club jumper and a flog to blot, they'll be required to lead Buck the horse that used to canter around Lang Park when the Broncos used to score tries. They used to have that horse. Yeah, they did. A Bronco? That was weird, wasn't Buck. it? Buck, yeah. No, that was weird. I know. Seriously weird. I mean, wild animals. Well, the, the Knights had a horse as well. Oh, no. Remember they had the Knight going around? Yeah. I mean, what's that about? It's like Bluey the dog. I know. I know, Bluey, Bluey the dog. Bluey the dog. That was uh, Gus Gould's wheeze, yeah. wasn't it? Now, these are these, State of origin. Are these, you know, pets, let's call them pets, yeah. looked after in their retirement from their ah, on-field well, duties? Well, that's a very good question. Now, he's suggesting, this is Paul, is that if they're flogged a blot, they'll be required to lead Buck uh, into the middle of the ground and shoot it. Wow. Hang on, we're going to get through a fair few... While, horses. Well, while any viewing audience live on television watches on, to uh, add to the cruelty, I suppose. This is a brutal letter. <laughs> it is very brutal. I, I've mean, never known anything like it. No, this is the... Have you heard of anything along these lines circulating rugby league? No, I haven't, Paul. I did raise the point with a friend of mine that this approach would only work once. Oh, I'll hang on but, a minute. But my friend informed me that I was naive. 
and that Buck was like the dog Lassie in the films and the TV series and that Complete. many animals play the same role over time yeah. and they could always find another Buck for this purpose. Well, remember Inspector Rex? Yes. About How many 30. dogs? About 50 dogs yeah, involved. No. But can I point out, at the moment we've got a crisis yeah. of oversupply of Brumbies in the high country. Can you see where I'm going? I do. How about a Brumby from the high country ending his days involved in some bit of theatre like this? Yes. I mean, sure, it takes you a while to get a head around it. It does. But it would motivate the players. It does. But there'd be a lot of effort, though, getting a Brumby just, from the high country. I know, I understand. And transporting it all yeah. the way up to Rain Park for the yeah. blow-off. <laughs> I mean, that's just... Too much. Too much. Carbon footprint. Much better to have the Broncos go down to the high country, pick up the 303s from the rural and regionals on their way through <laughs> and do a bit of handiwork yeah. clearing up the high country. Yeah, true. Getting the ferals out of there. Yeah, true. Anyway. What a cruel letter, though. Yes. And can I point out that's about the cruelest thing we've ever suggested in all our years of doing this and show? And mercifully, we didn't suggest it. It was Paul. <laughs> Nothing to do with us. I mean, don't can shoot do, the messenger. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> all, all we can do is report the facts as we see as them. As we see them. And bring them faithfully yeah. to the Australian public. Sure. That's what the ABC's all about. But it would be a sober thing, wouldn't it, well, You don't have to see it once. You, you would. I suppose Channel 7, Bruce would cover it. <laughs> and can I point out, this week was a very bad week, I think, for horses on the track, or was it last week? I forget. Mm. We lost quite a lot of horses right. uh, involved in uh, the sport of kings. Yes. So-called. You don't think they were in sympathy going out yeah, in sympathy they were. with the Broncos? they were. That's my mail. I suppose nine would cover it, wouldn't it? It'd be, I don't know, hello, everyone. Fanny my Borden name's... here brought him back in for a special <laughs> Would it leave special the news? Event. <laughs> Would it leave the news? <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, moving on from rugby league and horse racing, now it's time to add more feathers to his cap. This is uh, this Peter is, Volanders. Uh, yeah, Ivan talking about Peter Volanders. And that, now, there are three emails, HG, suggesting Peter Volanders should take over the Australian car industry. Right. Car industry? Yes, manufacturing and Get a new Australian car based on our discussion last week. The Winx 4-litre. The Winx 4-litre, yeah. They're suggesting a Volandis 5-litre as well. A Volandis 5-litre? Yeah. Are they expecting the petrol price to remain low? I think they are. I think they are. So there are three clear suggestions here. Keith, uh, Richard in Canberra. Etc. Who are calling for Peter Volandis to reboot, kickstart, turn over Australian manufacturing to ensure that we can have an Australian car by the end of the year, and he thinks it's possible. The best of bludging on the blind side. Common question: Is rugby league sex week ever coming back? No. State and federal legislature has banned the event last held in 1997 in perpetuity. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Oh, yeah, look, Cole's been in touch, is she? And uh, for people in Queensland, we were talking about the issue of uh, uh, players in the past having trades, that is, AFL and rugby league players in particular having trades. It wasn't uncommon, uh, whereas these days it is uncommon. Now, Cole's been in touch. He says, talking of trades and footy players, do we remember when rubbish bins were picked up each week and emptied oh. by two blokes running behind? 
in South Australia was common for footy players to do this to keep fit and earn some coin. It's going back a while, but I'm sure we can look. That that's an enduring in, image for me. Uh, players I, training, running behind, lifting up I, the bins, all of that. Do you know what? I, I believe that this is fairly common. Uh, a lot of rugby league players have yes. fit many years of that. Yep. Sadly. In my area, Tugger Coleman, the great uh, former South halfback. Oh yes, he's a bin spotter to make sure they're all now the wheelie bins are all yes. lined up in the right spots. But he drives around in a car. Oh. See what I mean? This is where it's I didn't know bin was. spotting was a. Oh, that's a trade. A trade. Yeah, you see, I'd love to get uh, Scott Cam's thoughts on the bin spotters. Right. Okay. But you see. See, you, you mean in your area the collection of rubbish is completely mechanised? Mechanised with your utterly mechanised, utterly mechanised. Um, in fact, so much so there's what I call. What happened if there are cars in the way? Well, of hang the, on, hang on. I'm oh. just going to come to that. Right. There's a bin puller who drags them out about. Well, then a the Coleman, Coleman's job isn't warranted because the puller can always the puller make often, adjustments. The puller often makes mistakes. Oh. And uh, puts them in places where the mechanised can't truck, get access. Yeah, can't get access. Or there's well, that's some a training other... issue. Has Scott Cam spoken to this bloke? These people? <laughs> I don't think so. I'd love to see a Scott Cam, you know, PowerPoint presentation. Yes. Placement. Placement. Cars, curb. Where to put it? That's it. I mean, why isn't that? A, that is a good one to start with. That's right. The Prime Minister's press conference. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'd like to just defer to Scott on this issue, Scott. Thanks very much, Prime Minister. Now, bin placement is incredibly important. Uh, now, uh, someone else has been in touch here, actually, Justin from Earlwood. That's yes. in uh, the Sydney area. He says the ultimate tradie player was Father John Coots. Maybe that's an option for the players. You, See, that doesn't happen very often anymore, does it, that you have a Catholic priest running around playing professional rugby league? Has there been any priests well, playing now, what uh, a great, AFL? Now, that I'd love to know. I'm sure there have been, yes. but maybe not at the highest level. Well, George um, Pell famously was a, a player, but, yes. but not professional. Well, he was just played in the seconds, I think, for seconds. Richmond. I could be wrong about that. Yeah. And I know that the church brought the game to the Tiwi Islands, yes. supposedly. Oh, okay, yeah, The modern yes. game. I'm yeah. not talking about Mangrook or one of those, but the modern. No, no, no. It, this is going back in the 30s. Yes. So it does have a great connection, the church. Now, you'd imagine the Collingwood Club, I think, has a Catholic history. It does, and – so famously, there may well have been many a priest in back in the day yes, who, who put on the, the black and white. Yes, and of course their great opponents were the Fitzroy Club, who are famously, and I hope I got this right, who are famously a Protestant club. Oh, okay. Uh, were there any pastors? Well, Doug Nichols became. Doug Nichols a, became yeah, just, a pastor. I'm just clutching a straw here. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. became well, a pastor. Right. Um, and uh, the uh, the world of church and AFL is closely tied. Yes. Um, and probably goes back to the days of Archbishop Mannix, Daniel Mannix. He would have had a club. He probably was partly responsible for the Collingwood Club, I'd suggest. Yes, very good, very good. I don't know that he played, but that's just No, no, me. he did, definitely didn't play. He was too old by the time he got here. He was well in the oh, 60s, Oh, I see, I, I didn't realise that he was a, a blow-in. Oh, yes, I think he yeah. came from Dublin, I want to say. Or right. just to sort the joint out. To sort the joint out, yeah. Mm. yeah. Now, uh, look, can you just uh, have a look at the text line? Have you, uh, there was one look, there interesting is a, one. Look, there is a question here, actually. I don't know who the question has come from, but uh, someone is asking, is... Israel Falau a pastor? Yes. Well, arguably he 
is. Well, I think the whole family have signed up, haven't they? I, I've got to. G- I think they. I think that's correct. Is I it think the dad and the uncle and didn't Israel, they start their own show? They've got their own show. They've definitely got their own show. The Church of the Latter Day Falaus. Yes. Uh, and it's going gangbusters as nearly as I can tell. With yes. Opening an arm in France at the moment that's because right. obviously Israel's over there doing excellent work. Yep. But but can anyone start their own church? I suppose you can. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we're going through a golden age of online church startups. Ah, you know. So as if you're using Zoom or Skype, yep. I'm not sure how many people you can get with Skype, but Zoom might be the one where you can get more. Yep. Uh, people will know yeah. anyway. So you can literally start a church tomorrow, or you can start a church, a Sunday church, legally, and and get le- I mean, the tax arrangements you make. I mean, could people turn their own home into a church and make it tax free, for example? I mean, yes, I, I don't no, want to create I, problems no, or yeah, headaches for, yeah. for, for solicitors here or accountants or indeed tax agents. <laughs> or but, the government. Or the government. But it seemed to me, you know, if, I, if you're allowed to do it, what is to stop every family in Australia starting their own church? Nothing, as nearly as I can tell. Well, there you are. I think coming to your point. Although, have you got to have a certain number of congregation to give your church legitimacy? Well, I I, I don't know. I'd like to think that. But can I just put in, uh, I I thought you were going to stop a little bit earlier than the numbers that needed to give it legitimacy. (laughs) Yes. Um, If you used your house as a means of earning the income for the church, then I think it would be possible to claim and argue in the court that that was a taxable Yes. Well, you just have to open up the lounge room for the congregation. You'd have to demonstrate that there was a, let's say, in a biblical, sorry, in a Christian sense, there was an altar. If that was a tool of the trade, you don't have to have it. What if your church doesn't have an altar? Yeah, I know. It's one of those modern churches. It's one of those modern ones. We just just have a, we don't even have a lectern. But we we have a chair. A chair, yeah. And the head bloke sits at the chair. Yeah, but. No one else is allowed to sit on that chair. During can I point out the session? A, yeah, but can I point out you can buy a chair from IKEA yes. or a second-hand chair for next to nothing. Uh, yes. Where you bet on safer circumstances is we put in a swimming pool, so we a fifty-meter swimming pool, so we could do baptisms in it. Then you get an argument for now tax concessions. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Yes, I, I see now. And if you I wanted understand. to have a baptism of maybe. All your parishioners at the same time, and if you well, that had, might be a tenant and faith. We all do it together. We all do it together. Yeah, yeah. in which case the you've got you to need have the a, fifty you've got, meter. You've got to have a totally fifty meter at least. Oh, I know, I know. With separation, with and separation, that. and all of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the. And if that was, if you based your church on, say, John the Baptist, where you spent a fair bit of time in the water. Mm, that's what I mean. Yes. So yes. people come around in their togs. And you can get terrific tax concessions. You can. Yeah. Because remember, of course, in these straightened times, yep. this will be argued yes. as an important okay. element of faith. Right. Of, of keeping yeah, the of glue. Course. The glue that holds the society together. Exactly. And you'll draw lines, not in the lanes, the eight lanes, but you'll draw in like a chessboard yes. where people can stand. Can stand, yes. And maybe, yes. you know, we got the pool built with the lanes. Now it has to be remarked. That is a cost. To the church because we believe that is important to our faith. Yep. To stand yep. not only in the pool but to be but correct distance spatial apart. Spatial separation. 1.6 or it might be two metres It's now. gone up to two metres. Two metres. So, ah, oh, sorry, we're going to have to reline. We, we went with 1.6. Mm. Get the tradies back, Scott Cam. Can, <laughs> can I point out? Prime that, Minister deferring. Yeah, that's Scott, right. do you want to take that? <laughs> yeah, look, it's not a problem. We can... Uh, 
we can fix up that pool real quick. <laughs> now, then the church suddenly becomes popular. Yes, and everyone's doing it. <laughs> oh, well, hang on. Knocking the house down to bung in a big pool. The best of bludging on the blind side. Footy heads. The ethical obligation concept is a core value at the bludge, along with a celebration of football and the belief that many officials and players cheat. We take the rough with the smooth and swerve around the sickos, pervs and weirdos at Bludging on the Blind Side. 2021, that's 20 minutes, 21 into the first quarter. Basil's asking everyone in the stadium, that's 60,000 people plus, to stand for a minute. I don't know who's doing the timing, but that's a separate issue. Basil's obviously got that under control. And applaud, this is Basil, quote, a nod to our friends around the country who are doing it tough and to let them know we're with them in this difficult time. Mm. Uh, yep. Now. Yep. It's a lovely gesture, isn't it? Yeah. Basil's got 20,000 t- uh, Twitter followers and he said, let's do it, WA. Yeah. Then he came back later in the day and uh, obviously following the backlash, as you can understand. Oh, there was blowback, was there? Yes, yeah. quite a lot. The tweet prompted immediate backlash from fans yeah. with many hundreds of comments laughing off the proposal. I found that offensive myself. Yes, yes. Uh, the overwhelming amount of replies to 7AFL's Twitter post on the same subject were completely against the idea. Then Basil bobs up on the footy show grand final eve telethon. Right. I, don't know, I didn't get a final figure on that. If somebody no. did have a figure on no, that, I'd was, love to know. This must have been held in Perth. Held in Perth, yeah, yes. Yeah. So footy show grand final eve telethon yeah. to promote the idea. Right. When asked if the gesture was still going ahead, uh, Lord Basil said, I think we are. I realise it's been received in a mixed way, but let me tell you the intention is pure. The intention was just to show everybody around the country that we're thinking of them yeah. and that we're with them and we know uh, they're not doing it as well as we are over here, meaning in WA. Oh, okay, yes, yes. And if we can lend a hand and lend some lend some support, yep. that's all. Nothing more complicated than that. Now, he went a bit far with the boat on the lend a hand and lend some support. Mm. I just think people applauding. People see it for what it is, just people applauding. People applauding, yeah. And, uh, but we're thinking of everybody in Victoria. Yep. Well, what, what's wrong with New South Wales? Yes, yes. Anyway. B- was, uh, on this uh, telethon, was, was Haim part Haim of would it? have been there, you know, doing things and yeah. a lot of the Do we know how stars. Haim, the hammer, feels about the applause? Is he no, pro, I've got pro no, 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 I don't know whether he wants to get the job done or not. Right. Um, okay, because if it had the support of Haim... It would be an entirely different entirely matter. Entirely different matter. Because yeah. those two are great double act. They are. Now, uh, <clears throat> they did something on Triple M on his breakfast show mm. and they just kicked it around in the studio. Why don't we all stand up at 20 minutes, 21 seconds in the first quarter? It was an organic idea. Organic, right. An organic idea. It's yeah. uh, just stand politely applaud. It's obviously been through the reasons why. Yeah. Uh, we're, it's nothing more complicated than that, really. Now... Yeah. Can uh, one of the radio announcers in Perth said it's truly the most tone-deaf idea I've ever heard of. Mm. I bet people voting yes are from WA. Hearts in the right places, but please don't do this. It's cringeworthy. Cringeworthy. Mm. Now, can I just raise something? I know, and I know this is a difficult matter, but you've been a big advocate for the million pants burn-off for world peace. Yes. A proposal that has um, fallen on, you know, for lack of support in yeah, recent times. Definitely is. There was blowback. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The million pants burn off for world peace. I'm just wondering if if I mm. approached Basil, yeah. would you accept him as the face of the burn off? Look, I, I think we can find a compromise here, HG. I, I think the, the idea of uh, the 60,000 people standing for a minute and applauding, 
look, it just doesn't go far enough. Far enough. No, it's not a commitment. If the 60,000 people all stood up, took their trousers off and burnt them for a minute, then I think that would send a... Positive signal. Far more positive signal. signal. Uh, Especially if they'd burnt them, instead burnt them with them on, wearing them, (laughs) saying, we can feel your pain. That's a beautiful idea. It's a much better That's idea, a, isn't fantastic. it? Fantastic. And I think what should happen is ushers should be nearby. With, oh, oh, with hoses. Well, and cans of lighter fluid to get the oh, right. to get so the really Levi's jeans, right. Levi jeans going. The thing that I thought you were going to suggest, which would have mm. been a lovely touch as well, mm. is to throw the burning pants onto the arena. Now, remember, oh, of course, a it's lovely, at night. I don't, I don't, it's I not. That, I hadn't thought of that at all. No. Okay. At that moment. 2021. 2021. Yeah. In, the, in the match, everybody stands takes their trousers off, removes the underpants, set fire to the underpants, hurl the underpants. Now you're talking. Onto the field. Onto the field. Yeah. The burning mm. underpants. Six, six, can you imagine 60,000 60, pairs, pairs of, of underpants, underpants burning? I, I tell you what, world peace would be, be within our grasp. Well, it certainly sends a message, doesn't it? would get the job done. Yeah, it would get the job done. And and people on the east, us eastern seaboarders, us, you know, stuck in our gloom. (laughs) Would look out. Would put a a bit of a smile on our face, wouldn't it? It really would buck us up and we think, think, oh, those people in the west, they really care. They're putting in for us. They're putting in for us. Look at that. Look at their torch. Thank you, Basil. (laughs) Want to get more involved in rugby league? Drop into Rugby League World in Ipswich and talk to the team. No appointment necessary. The best of bludging on the blind side. For more Roy and HG, search Bludge on the ABC Listen app.